Welcome into another episode of Dads in Time Out. This is your host, Jesse Williams, and today we will be talking about the AFC wildcard playoff games that happened this weekend and recap each game. So before we do that, let us go and give the scores of each game. So the Bills beat the Colts 27-24 in Buffalo. The Ravens beat the Titans 20-13 in Nashville. And the Browns beat the Steelers 48-37 in Pittsburgh. And so we'll start off with the Colts and the Bills. I had picked the Bills to win this game. I think I picked the score to be something like 33 to 24. And the game ended up being a little closer to that. Now, Buffalo did take a lead and Indianapolis was driving with a chance to tie the game or win the game with a touchdown or tie with a field goal. Listen, the dude that caught the ball and then got back up, I, I don't remember if it was Pittman Jr. or who it was, but that guy fumbled the ball. When he got up, he hadn't been touched, and it looks like the ball's coming out before the knees down. Now, I know that they probably ruled it as it stood on the field because there wasn't, you know, positive evidence. I can't remember, indisputable evidence to overturn the call. Um, Josh Allen actually played really well in this game, much better than he had played in the playoffs previously. And so I just think that once the Colts got down, Phillip Rivers just doesn't have the arm strength anymore to push the ball all the way down the field. And if this is Phillip Rivers' last game, man, what a sad way to go out from a guy that I've loved as a quarterback. Buffalo is once again extremely hot. I'm really happy that call did not end up costing them the game or pushing that game into overtime. I thought that the Colts didn't manage the clock very well at the end of the game. I mean, you've got to get in the field goal range. Give props to Buffalo from keeping them from being able to do that. I just felt like there was a lot of time wasted at the end of that drive. I'm not surprised. I thought the Colts would lose this game. They backed into the playoffs. Their defense had been good, but Josh Allen is just really, really good at this point in his career. And it's going to lead to a great matchup when they have to play, I think, I think they, yeah, they play, they play Baltimore at home. And so that'll be a good matchup. And so I, I just, but congratulations to Buffalo, the first playoff win since I think 1995. That franchise and that, listen, I love Bills Mafia. I just want y'all to know that I am not a Buffalo Bills fan. I don't root against them, but Bills Mafia, shout out to my boy Kyle Paris. Sh- Parrish, shout out to all the Buffalo Bills fans. Y'all are awesome. Twitter, the, the the Mafia on Twitter is great. I'm so happy for Buffalo. I think their franchise gets maligned for having those four Super Bowl losses under Jim Kelly. I mean, say what you want, but that Buffalo team in the 90s, trust me as a Steelers fan, I know we had to play them a lot. But I'm really happy for Buffalo. I'm really sad for Philip Rivers. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the offseason if Frank Wrights goes and tries to recreate magic with Carson Wentz and what the future is for Philip Rivers. Man, he's had a good career, but just disappointing in the playoffs once again. So then we'll go to the Baltimore Ravens beating the Tennessee Titans. Sorry, Vu, in advance. Man, it looked like this game. First off, let's talk about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, you can no longer say, has never won a playoff game. They start. Tennessee had a 10-0 lead in this game. And Derek, without Derrick Henry being able to run the ball effectively, they, they, they did not allow him to that. And then it was 10-10 at halftime. When Lamar Jackson got that 48-yard touchdown run, he needed that one. And, dude, when Lamar Jackson got when Lamar when Lamar Jackson got loose, I was like, ain't nobody catching that dude, bro. That dude can fly. And it was like once he got that crease, 
it was a wrap. It was over. And then uh, Dobbins scored to make it 17 to 10. And Tennessee kicked the field goal. And then uh, Baltimore was able to kick another field goal with old reliable Justin Tucker kicking a 51-yard field goal. And I believe Tannehill threw an interception late in that game. Tennessee, I mean, I don't think this is an indictment on on Ryan Tannehill. I think that Baltimore has been hot over the last few weeks of the season. They lost two games to the Steelers. They lost some close games to some really good teams. And I think that Baltimore is going to be a tough matchup for anybody in the playoffs. I've seen him enough as a Steelers fan. And kudos to Lamar Jackson. They said he couldn't get it done, but his first playoff game, man, he didn't have the experience. And they were calling for Flacco. And then last year, he just did not play well against these same Titans. I still think Tennessee has a foundation. They have a number one wide receiver now. They have their bell horse, their bell horse back. I just, Mike Vrabel, I think you have to go for it on the fourth down play. I didn't get to see a whole, whole lot of this game. I saw, I saw good chunks of it though. And so, congratulations to Baltimore. Sorry, my boy David Dillavu about Tennessee. Y'all are still trending in the right direction. I think you're the best team in that division. Indianapolis has quarterback questions. Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston and Jacksonville's rebuilding, and I know they have a million draft picks and a hundred million in cap space. But the Titans are still in a good position. They just, I didn't, I didn't think this team would be good enough to make a Super Bowl run. I thought they were good enough to win this game, maybe get to the AFC Championship game. But weirder things have happened. And so once again, if you hear any noises in the background, these 18-wheelers keep driving up around my job. And so I'm sorry for that. Let's go to the game that everyone thinks that I'm going to go nuts about. And that's the Steelers losing to the Browns. And was it 48-37? to Of course, that, that, 30, that last touchdown coming late in the game was really 47-29. I'm not going to lie to y'all. When Marquise Pouncey snapped the ball over Ben Roethlisberger's head the first play of the game, it just reminded me of that Super Bowl when that happened to Peyton Manning and then they got crushed by the Legion of Doom. The Browns then scored 28 points. Ben's throwing picks everywhere. They're down 28-0. And I stopped watching. Then I'd go back and watch. 35-7 at halftime. I was just thinking, man, I just don't know. But they shut the Browns down. They got the game within 12, 11 points. And I, I honestly started thinking, okay, here we go, Browns. I don't really know what to make of this game because everything happened so fast. The Steelers looked up. They were down 28 to nothing. Then Ben started carving up the Browns, and you were like, all right, they had, they had time to come back in this game. That last touchdown of the first half really hurt them, though. I think if they can go into the half, if, I think if they would have stopped the Browns and maybe it had been a 14-point game going into halftime, then we have a brand-new ball game. Pittsburgh had to play way too much catch-up. Um, their inability to run the ball, and I know they ran the ball decently, but when you're down 28 after the first quarter, you kind of have to abandon that. Ben did push the ball a little bit more, and the future of this team is really in question because he does carry like a $41 million cap hit next year. And you have a lot of free agents. They, they You'll have Devin Bush coming back. You'll have T.J. Watt, of course, coming back. I mean, he was, wasn't hurt. And then Bud Dupree will hopefully come back the same player. And so that defense should look all right. It's the offense with Juju Smith-Schuster. And listen, I love Juju, but, bro, you got to be quiet, man. You got to stop. And I don't know if that bulletin board material thing is actually a real thing. Someone who's played at a high level can let me know that. But the Browns came in with a chip on their shoulder and, and – 
Listen, I'm a Steelers fan. I didn't think they were good enough to get to the Super Bowl unless everything fell right and they would have to just play above what they have. They have a great receiving core, but you have to figure out who that number one guy is. Is it Deontay Johnson? Is it Claypool? Is it is it Chase Claypool? Or what, James Washington? Is he going to actually emerge into a not, not just a deep threat? And then Juju Smith-Suster, what do you do with him? I mean, he obviously started out in the number one role, but last year, I mean, they were able to gang up on him and shut him down, and now he's kind of become that third down tough yardage guy. But Mike Tomlin has been there for 14 years, and I just I don't see a way up for this team. You're, you're going to have a really late first-round pick this year. At least you do have that. But you're not going to be able to get a quarterback. Do you think Mason Rudolph's the guy? Congra- and by the way, let me say this. Congratulations to the Browns. Listen, Baker Mayfield with all his beating my chest and all that, I know it's a chip on the shoulder, and I know that that, that Cleveland's been lost 17 straight in Pittsburgh, and their franchise has been in shambles for decades. And listen, I'm happy for the Browns as a franchise. I'm not happy for the team because I root against them because they're in my division, but I can say that I'm legitimately happy for the Browns that they seem to be moving in the right direction. They have a young, exciting team. Here's the thing. What are you going to do with Baker Mayfield when it's time for him to extend? Do you think he's the guy that can make you a Super Bowl-level quarterback, or will you be like the Bengals and just be happy to get to the playoffs? Hey, I will say this. Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns have more playoff wins in the last two decades than the Cincinnati Bengals do. So really, who's the laughing stock of the division now? And so the Browns have a have a way forward that I think is very intriguing, and I would be interested. So we're going to preview very quickly. We're not going to talk too much about it, but you have Buffalo and Baltimore. I think that's going to – Baltimore, I think, is going to give Buffalo problems. But with Buffalo secondary not being so great, I think they can focus on the run. I still fa- would favor Buffalo in that game, not doing a preview now. That'll be another podcast, maybe even done – today and then you've got Cleveland going to Kansas City and hey look it's Kareem Hunt playing against his former team it's the Browns the Chiefs are rested but I I'm not sure with the Chiefs now having three weeks off since they last played since they rested a bunch of people at the end of the season yeah you stayed healthy but is Patrick Mahomes going to be rusty and I don't think these matchups are nearly as intriguing for the casual viewer because you don't have all the quarterback star power you do have Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield so actually you do have the four young quarterbacks it's different in the NFC you have three old quarterbacks and then Jared Goff and then and then in this one you have the four young quarterbacks so I think it is interesting I think it's the old garden and now you see the future they got the old dudes in the AFC up out of there and I guess we can call Tannehill old since he's older and then, of course, Big Ben's ancient and Phillip Rivers is ancient. You kind of got them up out of there. And now you got the, the MVP, Lamar Jackson. You've got the MVP and Patrick Mahomes. I just don't think these teams are as sexy to the casual viewer. Now, I still think that these are going to be great games. And so let me know what you guys think about my analysis. This has been another episode of Dads in Timeout. Your host, Jesse Williams. And until next time, signing off.